2: Love
0: Talk Radio. Welcome to Brian and Sherry 5.0 Online 24-7 at BrianSherryShow.com This is Brian and Sherry 5.0 Here are your hosts, Brian Shepard and Sherry Johnson Thanks Josh so much, hello everyone and welcome to the show uh, Brian here and of course I'm joined with my co-host Sherry Johnson
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show tonight. Hope everyone's having a fantastic evening, at least up here in the in our Thesis and Evening. So, how are you, Brian?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Oh, good. Fantastic. Yes, today is Thursday. It's another great show, and it's going to be great.
2: It is. You know, you just get that feeling when it's like, I'm all excited for tonight's show. It's just, you know, a lot of information and stuff we've been waiting on and to find out. And I missed you all so very much. So, don't you miss them? Like, I miss our listeners. It's like, oh, there's Rhett. Hi, Rhett. There's uh, Dana. Uh, Daniel. Daniel.
0: My aunt is here. Cassandra Scrivens is here. So everyone is joining us. Hello, everyone! Don't forget to like and share this. Rat, especially you, make <laughs> sure you share this. <laughs> Rat's Rhett, video. I don't know if you're aware of this, Sherry. Is up to eight hundred and twenty-two viewers.
2: Woohoo! Wow. I know. Amazing! That's awesome. So. Good job.
0: Um, yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. We have Daniel Payton, if no one can see the description there, uh because if you can't, you're blind. but uh tonight we're going to be talking to Daniel Payton about his upcoming book, which will be available July 16th called Remnant. So
2: very
0: I'm very excited to talk
2: we've to him. yeah, we've been waiting for the date and all this new info.
0: He was very secretive about it. Right. A, little, a little bit, but not as well. Back a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk to him. Actually, he's going to show up in the uh, video. Oh, no. I, I forgot something. What right, so did you forget? Daniel will be joining us right here on the Facebook. Uh, facebook live so everyone can see daniel Bain. if you have not already seen daniel Bain, you will be able to see him but daniel i have to give him a secret signal to let him know that it's time to come on to the show so we can add him to the facebook live but you need to make sure that your phone or however you're going to do it is not this way it's actually this way otherwise it won't work you have to match me so just thought i'd throw that out there to you just
2: yeah. make him guess what the secret symbol is, or does he know?
0: I don't think he knows what the secret symbol, signal, I want to say symbol, but it's signal, is, to let him know to come out. But he'll know when it's time. You will know.
2: <laughs> uh, it's just fun, guys. We, well, let's see if we all can guess the, the yeah. signal. Brian. Um, Brian.
0: Yeah, so this is definitely going to be interesting because this book is science fiction, but not only that, it's a Christian science fiction book. So it taps into religion a little bit. So um, it's going to be interesting because I, for one, have never read anything like that before. So it was an interesting read, to say the least. To say the least, excuse me. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Oh, my arm is killing me.
2: I still so I I want to know what the heck's bothering you. has been bothering you since I talked to you for the past last hour. I, or so
0: my arm is killing me. folks.
2: she rubbing his arm, guys. I don't know what's going on. You heard right. it.
0: So here's here's the thing, Sherry. <laughs> I went out and did something that I have never done in my entire life. What? Exactly.
2: It's something we wouldn't expect you to do.
0: Exactly. So and that's
2: you're rubbing your arm. Did you lift something really heavy? I didn't. Are you working out?
0: Oh, you froze. Now, what would you say?
2: You froze on me. I'm sorry. Okay, um, wait.
0: I feel like I'm carrying a lot of weight on my arm, though. So,
2: Uh-oh.
0: I got a tattoo.
2: What? You just <laughs> spoiled it.
0: I'm sorry, but I told you. I wanted to tell you.
2: You got a tattoo. Brian Shepard.
0: I have a tattoo.
2: Went and got a tattoo. Oh, does it say Michael Kors on it? Or Disney? (laughs) Is it Mickey Mouse? Oh, my God. Mickey Mouse there, folks. (laughs) What do you have? Are are you going to show everyone now or later?
0: I can show it now if you want me to. No?
2: No, give it a little bit. I want people to guess. Let's see if anyone... Oh, can I take one more guess? I want everyone to guess what you think Brian's tattoo is of. Just write it in the comment line there, and let's see if anyone out there can guess what his tattoo is. I'm amazed you even got a tattoo. Like, I'm sitting here, like, Brian got a tattoo. Someone who was totally against tattoos went and got a tattoo today. (laughs) I don't think it'd be inappropriate. Not on Brian, dance. Is Is, is it something donuts? Donut? (laughs) Or coffee? I don't it? Just DD donut?
0: Maybe.
2: Duncan? Does it say Duncan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It is not appropriate, though. It is not appropriate. Dan. Dan, I think you will appreciate it,
2: too, first of all. Um, oh, 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 oh. Can I guess? Can I guess? No. Is it, is it a wither? We're talking Dan. You said Dan would find it appropriate.
0: Yeah, no. It oh is, God, I'm not please. giving any clues.
2: I'm not giving any clues. Really, we're trying to figure out what Brian got a tattoo today, okay? And we're trying to figure out what tattoo he could have gotten of all things. <laughs> Dance says my face—that would be creepy, Dan. That would be so creepy. Oh my gosh! Uh, that would, I I don't know what you should do if it's your face on there.
0: That would be creepy. See,
2: Winter Wizard.
0: It is not the Winter Wizard. No, I'm I'm, okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Hello to Billy oh, Scriven.
2: Oh, your name! Is it your name from Earth's Last Starship?
0: No, I did not think of that when I was thinking about giving it. <laughs> that
2: would be so cool. I I totally want my name on there from Earth's Last Starship. That would be so cool. Get it? It'd be my name.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was just yeah. about to say, wait a minute. All I have to put would be Captain <laughs> Cap Brian or something. Oh,
2: that's what I would think you would get. It would say Captain Brian.
0: That's right, yes. It is <laughs> not Star Trek related, so yeah. But.
2: Oh, right, the symbol of Star Trek. That would be a great tactic
0: yeah nope, that's not what it is. Uh, oh, okay. so you guys can keep guessing um after few minutes are you sure I have to wait? Yeah.
2: yeah, a few minutes, a couple more minutes.
0: oh okay
2: people what do you think tattoo is tattooism? i I've been wrong so far. oh I know I know its it says the Brian and Sherry show. <laughs> 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 why didn't I think of that first? Because blonde. No, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Um. Who? Hmm. What's your dog's name? Bella. Yeah.
0: This is Bella. No.
2: Wow. I'm doing good though, right?
0: You are doing great. <laughs> <laughs> uh So while you're guessing.
2: We... But wait, is it a name or a symbol? Give us a clue. Neither. <sighs> Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Continue while I think.
0: Yeah, okay. So while everyone is thinking, uh, well, don't try to do two things at once. Just listen to me. Um, I have this idea, and I've quickly uh, brought it to Sherry's attention that we should do this, I think, on the show. Um, But it has to be someone that has not already been on our show, though, as a guest. So no guests are allowed to do this. Sorry. So this is for viewers and listeners who actually watch the show, okay? So our plan is to give the show over, hand the reins over to one of our shows to a listener or viewer who will technically be the host of the show and conduct either an interview of me and Sherry Or we will have a guest come on to the show, and you can interview them. How fun would that be, having some Mm -hmm. random viewer slash listener take over the show and do an interview?
2: I think that would be fun. I think that
0: would be totally fun. So whoever's up to that.
2: we put their name in the title for the evening, or would they get credit for that?
0: It would be their show. Yeah, yes, I would read.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it would be their show with their name on it. So yeah, so whoever's interested, um, <laughs> let us know. Um, yeah, so I think was there anything else that I had to talk about? I'm trying to remember. Do you have
2: anything else? uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to mention today is a special day on our check-a-day list. I chose the National Ice Cream Soda Day today. So if anyone has an ice cream soda that they'd like to share, please put it up. I'd like to know what there is out there that people like.
0: Ice cream soda? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, also
2: known as Ice Cream Floats, which are drinks consisting of ice cream and a soft drink. Or flavored syrup, and or even sometimes just carbonated water, Ugh. and yeah. It's nasty. He, no, actually, it's pretty good. <laughs> Have you ever had a root beer float before? Yes. Did you like it?
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about just regular. Oh. Water. That sounds boring. Just. Disgu-
2: well, think about it. If you if you put maybe a strawberry you add the carbonated water, you can have an ice cream carbonated drink. Okay. <laughs> you Bye. can see what people do. They they like that. There's there's something called um you can also use like cola in drinks. You know, it's ice cream and cola. And that's called a black cow. If you were to order that at a restaurant, that would be called a black cow. Um,
0: I will have to try that one of these days. You want to know what my favorite um, soda drink is? What? Orange soda with vanilla ice cream. So an orange sickle. Oh, yeah. Oh. my favorite, orange sickle. Hello to Lisa. How
2: about this one? 7-Up or Sprite with vanilla ice cream.
0: Yeah.
2: It actually has a name called the Snow White.
0: Really? That's mm-hmm. interesting.
2: And they're saying you can add grape soda or any other, like, flavored soda with vanilla ice cream and make it what it is. Kind of what you did with the orange and vanilla. So, But they say you can use grape soda with vanilla ice cream and so on. And that's um, called the Purple Cow. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. You know, some ideas for summer for us to think about since summer's here.
0: Yeah. So. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a creamsicle,
2: right? A
0: creamsicle. And Billy says he loves root beer floats. Anybody else have a favorite uh, ice cream float drink?
2: And they're also saying you could add, if you get the seltzer, you can add, like, chocolate syrup to it with the vanilla ice cream and make it kind of a chocolatey vanilla drink. Okay.
0: Yeah. Hello, Katie. Welcome, Katie. So, yeah.
2: So Uh, bright.
0: Oh, before you, I have to mention her, though. I have to talk about Katie. Go ahead. I always talk about Katie when she enters the room. Uh, Speaking of Katie, so I don't know if you people have noticed, but uh, Sharon and I have some fancy, dancy new photos on Facebook. um, Done by professional uh, makeup artists as well. Hashtag filter, uh, which I've never used before. But anyways, um, Maybe uh, I'm beginning to think that our well, I was told that our logo was looking a bit out of date.
2: people are getting sick of seeing those two faces Don't you agree um
0: yeah, that they need to be replaced. Uh, I don't you. know. So I'm beginning to think that the pictures that are in our logo that we've used for the past five years, they look old. Yeah, they do. They look old.
2: They snap. Look to
0: Look. Right. They are old people in those pictures. <laughs> and these new photos, you know, we've gained our youthfulness back and beauty and. <laughs> stuff. So, I think we're going to use those photos for our new logo. So, yeah.
2: I'm quite a bit older than you. So, when you say old, you know.
0: Sorry. That's the
2: truth.
0: What? That's the truth. We're old (laughs) news. So, it's time to revamp. and. My birthday's
2: next month and now I'm feeling even older. And older. Like, older than old. That's not make sense. But, you know.
0: Right. Hello to Michael Scrivens. The Scrivens are in the house. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, else? Um, you know, I just had to mention her. So, before I give the secret signal to have Daniel be part of the show, so before I forget, let me remind everyone who's joining us. Hello, everyone. So, tonight we're going to be talking to Daniel Payton, author Daniel Payton, about his book that's going to be coming out July 16th, which is Remnant, uh, a Christian science fiction novel, which you can pre order, by the way, if you go to Amazon and search Daniel Payton. Or I'm pretty sure that Daniel will post the link right there in our uh, chat box, if that's what it's called um to let everybody know i think it's going to be a fantastic book i know it's a fantastic book but i think other people are going to have to uh see it for them read it for themselves when it finally comes out so hello to wendy hello wendy shelly hello shelly and uh thank you billy for sharing the show make sure you share and like this video we need to get as many likes and Uh, whenever is possible. So have you come up with your last guess before I reveal my tattoo on my upper arm that, oh my goodness, really hurts bad. Um, Do you have any clue as to what it could be or what you think it is?
2: I've gone through a lot of different ideas. I can't think of one, but there's one more. Is it like the American flag? Which it flag? is
0: not the American flag it's not a heart with mop through it. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: should I just show you what it is?
2: Yeah, I think it's time. I'm I'm sick of trying to figure this tattoo out. You've been in pain, rubbing your arms since I talked to you. I'm very excited. Drum roll, please. There's
0: my tattoo. What is
2: it? I don't get to see this. Oh, I'm sorry. There you are. Oh, my goodness. Is that a unicorn?
0: I have a unicorn, folks.
2: Whoa. Oh, my gosh. You got a unicorn tattoo?
0: I got a unicorn tattoo.
2: Oh, that is pretty. Let's see. I, I, I have a delay, so I'm looking right now. I get to see this. I have a
0: unicorn tattoo.
2: You got that today?
0: In the blue. Yeah, I got it today.
2: Wow, look at that. Is that the symbol for Dan? No, it's not the
0: symbol. This is oh, not okay. the secret symbol. That's not the secret symbol.
2: Okay. No. That's
0: We're getting to the secret symbol. Very very short wow. here. Yeah.
2: Unicorn. Well, Whoa.
0: Yeah, so anyways, that is my uh tattoo. So
2: Wow. Look at that. I can't even believe you got a tattoo. Like I know it Oh my goodness.
0: I think every show I should have a different tattoo or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a different tattoo for each show? Yes. If the next one better say Brian and Sherry on it. Better be Brian and Sherry's show, you know, the whole or their symbol. You know that that the mic the headset with the people? Yeah. Hey, KKT. How are you? So, yeah. So, what's the secret? But I'm, I'm curious because I want to hurry up and get Dan on here.
0: Are you ready for the secret s- signal?
2: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right. So, here is the secret symbol. Hey,
2: okay, Dan, get ready. Here we go.
0: The secret symbol signal is, Dan, we're ready for you to come on to the show.
2: I thought it was you drinking, like, from McDonald's drink or something. I don't know. I've been watching and waiting, you know.
0: That is the secret symbol for Daniel to join us on the show. All
2: if, right. Dan, I hope. join us, please.
0: Yeah, let's see if it works. If not, he'll have to call in, but, uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Everyone, hold on to your seats while we wait for Dan. He always seems to be able to get this to work, though, unlike me. Like, when we are doing it, we always have an issue.
0: That is true.
2: Now, he's doing the call-in to the Facebook Live, right?
0: Yes, he'll be calling into Facebook Live. Now,
2: do you have to get off Skype to do this?
0: I do not.
2: Oh, okay. I just try. What? Oh, no, 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 no. I just remember I had to get off Skype that time, but maybe that was for me, I guess.
0: Yes, it was. Good my goodness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I couldn't have you had both. I could if I wanted to, absolutely. But, oh,
2: okay.
0: But, yeah. Uh, am I is supposed that... to add him to the show? Or... I think so. Let's see where he is. Um, I do not have an add button to Daniel Hayden.
2: Hey, while you're doing that, I just want to give a big shout out to Billy Scribbins he he got a whole lot of fish out of that Cheshire lake the other day. Mm-hmm. I just want to say congratulations. I didn't I think it was like thirteen in one day.
0: <clears throat> wow,
2: a lot of fish Billy. I just want to say good job. Hey, James Wheeler's joined us. Hi, Jim. I've never been fishing in my life. Never. I know these people go fishing. I've never been fishing. I've never even went camping before.
0: I'm beginning to be very sad because I don't... Um, Dan, I'm not exactly sure how you're watching our show, um, but you need to be on a mobile device. in need to do Facebook Live. Oh, yes,
2: Diana.
0: Yes, it has to be a mobile device. So you have to hold it that
2: one way, right? Mm-hmm. It has
0: to be a lot. Fortunately, yeah, because... His name is not coming up. Hello to James Wheeler. Um, so yeah, and I also heard some exciting news. I don't know if anyone else has watched that video, but um Eric and Jane, James Oh, Charles Charles. I'm sorry, where am I getting James from?
2: Uh, <laughs> probably
0: because you just saw James Wheeler come up uh, maybe
2: okay, um Eric and Cat Jr and Charles.
0: Karen uh-huh. um, are going to be doing a podcast on blog talk radio yeah. and they're going to be going into, is it season two of their show that they do on the public access TV? Is that what? I that
2: don't talk- so, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have a lot of great news coming out. Um, we're talking about them. For those of you who don't know, they've been on the Brian and Sherry show quite a few times and now they've kind of ventured off. We didn't realize they had so much on their plate. But they, um, um, Charles, Karen, actually ended up moving out of the old uh, funeral home because he couldn't take. The spirits were so intense, Ryan, it got really bad. Oh. And his family freaked out. He couldn't be there anymore. It's really intense in there. So he moved out of that place. And um, now they're doing all these, uh, they're just going to be doing a blog talk radio show, like you said, in season two on their public access Cable television, which is really cool. Yeah. I'm so impressed. That's great.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that they come down this way. Um,
2: they said they would. We just have to like set up dates and times, you know, and maybe help them. Um, so, if you guys have any cool places you think that we could send Eric Paquette and Charles Karen to, that would be really awesome any places maybe where you are in your neck of the woods could be in New England or out of New England. They're actually willing to do some traveling. So um, if you have any ideas where you guys are and have some really spooky places, we would love to share that with them too. And possibly have them back on the show if they're able to do it and describe their experience, which would be really awesome. So,
0: Very interesting. I'm still attempting to get, um, Daniel Payman, which I think Daniel might have to call in. I just sent him a request to. Uh, I don't. I didn't think that this was going to be very difficult because we've done it before, so I'm not exactly sure. Hello, John. Welcome, John. Um, I just sent the request and it didn't do anything. Oops. Uh, but anyways. Oh, 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 that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, he's not there. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure what to tell you, Dan. You might have to call in after all. Boo. Oh. I know. That's
2: too bad.
0: What's our show without any freaking problems? Not a show at all. Boring. Boo. Go
2: <laughs> Go figure.
0: Uh oh. Um can you post our telephone number if I read it to you? Because I can't uh type anything at this moment. Sure. You'll have
2: to read it to me. All
0: right. Our phone number is six four six 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 eight eight zero eight or six eight. Eight zero six eight. Correct. Uh, to... Yes. It doesn't really matter. Just put it in the chat. It doesn't really matter. I don't care who so <laughs> Anyone's really going to call us, so.
2: We should have everyone call in and say hi. Yeah, right? I love hearing from people.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so, so, I don't know he's got the number and can call in.
0: Yep. one' just leaning. Um, I'm so glad that you wanted to do this interview, Sherry, because this is a fantastic way for you to learn about this book.
2: I, I, you know what, Brian, you're laughing because you know I don't know anything about this book, but it's fine. Feel um,
0: you know, this interview to me. I get it, Sherry. It's fine. You know, I love to give you shit.
2: I know you do because I really don't know any much about this book. And do you have it? <clears throat>
0: I will not discuss it until I click this button. Have you read
2: it, Brian?
0: I have read it. Brian? Sherry? (laughs) Have you read it?
2: No, I haven't. That's why I feel horrible. We got to get him on so he can tell us all about it.
0: Right. Well, Daniel's going to do just that. He's going to tell us all about it. So, hello to Daniel Payton. Hey, Dan. Hello.
2: Hey, Can welcome you hear me? to
1: the show tonight. Can hear you. <laughs> I, I I sent so many requests to do the video and nothing happened.
0: Yeah, I know, no. I don't know what's happening. I sent you run too and it said adding, 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 and then I just X out of it. So you're not even on the list anymore, so I don't know what happened. But anyways, you're here.
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Finally.
0: Hey, I know. So July so July sixteenth can't come any sooner um, because I just know that people who are going to enjoy this book um, if they have not read something like this, um, they're in for a treat. I'll tell you that. Um, so yeah, so anyways, but not giving away everything, but can you tell us about the
1: book? Yeah. This is uh Remnant is a Christian sci-fi book. And the response I get from most people is what's that? And I'm like yeah, I'm sort of creating a new genre here with this. I mean, there's other Christian science fiction out there, but it's there's so little that it's an unknown. In fact, most of the time when I tell people that's like, "Oh, is that like Narnia?" I'm like, "Narnia? It's fantasy. This is science fiction. There's a big difference." And uh mm. this book is set in year 2522, and in that time period, Earth is all one solid government under uh, under uh, the world uh, core, except for Jerusalem. That's a separate entity. And religion in the one world government is banned. It's, it's science or nothing. You don't have families. Everybody is bred into the education system, and so you don't have mother or father. You're, you are – a single person, there's no there's no last names in, in in fact, only one person in the entire book has a last name because the, and that's just out of his ego. but the uh, the story centers on a character named Anna. She is a remnant, which is a secret underground Christian movement of people, and it's dangerous to be a remnant because in this world, if you are caught as a Christian, you can you are imprisoned, and you just disappear. And that's how the book begins. The very, very opening scene of the book is Anna watching more of her friends in college being dragged off by the authorities, and they're never seen again. And she just keeps this secret very held tightly. But the irony is what she wants to do is be a scientist. She's an astrogeologist. She studies rocks in space. And to do that, she joins the, the Planetary Science Commission, which is the overarching Science of the world basically rules the world, and the, the I said the irony is that the Science Commission's goal for 200 years has been to find a way to solidly, completely discredit any form of religion and prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's it's pointless to have any faith. Even though they've banned religion, they, they still are fighting it, and she doesn't believe they're going to find what they're looking for, which is alien life. Alien life is the key to proving mm-hmm. Without any question, the idea of evolution. And evolution contrasts the idea of a creator, god of any kind. And she doesn't believe they're going to. It's been 200 years in searching. The science has has spread out. They're in space, traveling. And right at the beginning of the story, they discover alien life. And it throws her through a loop. And she doesn't know what to believe anymore. And it's destroying her. And she decides to make an effort. To help herself accept this by going to this new world, this new alien place where these uh, primitive people are, supposedly people who are in a Neanderthal stage of evolution, and she wants to see them for herself. And when she gets there, things go awry, and she begins to see there's something not quite right about this discovery. And that's where the story takes a very weird turns, and it becomes an adventure is based on faith, based on God's movement, it's based on a lot of Bible stories. This book, <laughs> this book is filled with allegory. There's a lot of, of Bible stories written throughout it that you, you may not even realize that, that the stories are borrowed from actual Bible stories. So I, I had fun weaving them in, but that's how the book starts. How it gets to the end, I'm going to let you read because it's, it's, it's a wild journey.
2: It sounds really interesting. I mean <clears throat> I wasn't sure what it was about but now that you're kind of getting into it and talking about it with um you know about not really what I had expected, to be honest with you. It it sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah, I get I'm getting at a lot. I'm, I have a lot of new people, in fact my own publisher uh, they picked it up. They loved it. They they sent me a contract and were very eager for this book. And uh, But as they're getting into it, they're like, wow, this is not what we're used to publishing. Uh, I kind of scared them a little because this – for a Christian book, for Christian fiction, Christian fiction usually is very soft. It's very um, a gentle fiction. I mean think Hallmark Channel movies. You know, They're mystery movies. They're not gory or, or – you know uh perverted or anything they're they're very soft and gentle that's that's Christian fiction, not all of it. there's some really oh. um dark Christian fiction, oh. like tosca Lee, you know, but uh this book is a little edgier than your average um, than your average Christian fiction book, and my publisher actually kind of set back a little bit and was like, how are we going to approach this and so we've decided to inform the readers beforehand that though so this book is very dedicated to the faith to the bible to christian, christianity to god that you know you're not walking into a very easy flowery book it's anything but and i'm hoping and i'm wanting to reach science fiction fans with that because i want them to enjoy it i don't want to soft pedal a science fiction book because it's a schmarmy christian book and that's not what this is did, mm. But what was that reaction, Brian? What?
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's just, it's not what we had thought. I mean, when you hear of your book and the way you are talking about it being like a Christian book, I'm thinking, okay, here's a book. He's going to be talking about a lot of religion throughout it and a lot of, um, you know, based on that. And I'm like, you know, I, I was unsure, but, you know, how others would take that seriously nowadays. But the way you're talking about it, and, um, I think it might bring the light, some ideas about the Christianity and um, just giving a, an outside point of view on that and what I she goes through.
1: What's happening? What was that, Brian?
2: He thought he was losing you. From
0: oh, I, I actually lost both of you, so... That's twice now. That's why the first time I said, oh, no, and then the the second time I'm like, uh-oh, I just lost him again. Wait,
2: you said, oh, no, but I could hear him fine, Brian. Just I don't know, it. What
0: it is, because you guys are still on the same line. I keep losing oh. my Internet going in and out. I think that's what it is or something. So that's weird. But anyways, so you just pause for a moment, so I lose, like, two seconds worth of what you're saying. But anyways, so – um. I mean, I can honestly say that you know, I uh, it, it. Let me tell you, it was different. I can tell you that. Um, the other thing is, is it almost reminds me, and I'm going to use a Star Trek term, um, but this is what I, in my mind, I compared it to, almost like reunification. Do you remember that episode? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so where you got these underground people, they still, they want to do something, but if they know that, you know, other people are aware of it, it means bad business, and we can be killed or, you know, whatever. So it almost reminded me of that, so.
1: Yeah, and, you know, her, that, that, uh, that aspect of the book is, is important but it's not heavy-handed. The book isn't just about underground cells fighting against, you know, evil government. Right, That's not right. yeah, you know, and I, I want to avoid that. And you know that the book I, I don't mind people thinking of Star Trek or or Star Wars, Babylon 5 stuff. I wanted this book to feel and read like real science fiction. I want science fiction fans to enjoy this. And uh yeah. And I I have met a number of Christians who love science fiction. In fact, I'm part of a group called Realm Makers. They're a guild of authors who are Christian, but like speculative fiction, fantasy, science fiction, futurism, dystopia, you know, the speculative fiction. And in the overarching publishing world, those genres are typically not Christian. And in fact, science fiction above them is one of the worst for having elements that kind of against what Christians believe. You have to set aside some of your your faith and your beliefs to enjoy it, and Star Trek is actually one of the worst culprits of that. Gene Roddenberry was big into humanism, and it comes across a lot, especially his, his stuff, the original series, the original movies. I mean, the one movie he made sure to direct and write was Star Trek V, and that's where they go kill God.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, and now, I'm not saying Star Trek's bad. I'm a huge fan of Star Trek. I love my rooms covered in it right now. I'm looking at all kinds of Star Trek stuff. But I understand that as a Christian, there are things that I have to just kind of look away from when, I, when I'm when i coming across it that I feel is going against the grain of what I believe. And so I wanted to tap into science fiction and go away from that so that people could enjoy it without having to do that.
0: Okay. So what, how exactly did you come to write this story?
1: I began coming up postulating ideas for a Christian science fiction book many years ago, and it was hard. It, it became hard, and I, I had several ideas that came up, and then I started studying Christian apologetics through Answers in Genesis, one of my favorite organizations. And apologetics, when you study that with Christianity, is a deep, thorough studying of the science, the fact, the history, the words, everything uh, of the scriptures. And one of the things that I, I found was uh, that there's a huge uh, contrast in the science world when it comes to Christianity, and that's evolution. And so as I started to study that, I'm like, well, you know, that is true. There's evolution does not jive with the Bible. And there's, in fact, some of the most prominent scientists of today are like Bill Nye, really isn't a scientist, but Bill Nye and uh, Richard Dawkins, um, several. And that's their big push is they're all about evolution and they want to use evolution to destroy Christianity. I mean, they're very much militantly against that. Well, that inspired me. I thought, well, what if what they want became policy? What if they, what they want became the true problem in this world for Christians? And that's what gave birth to an idea of a future in which that is the problem. And now my my book was to answer that, to look at that thoroughly. So that's that's the challenge then. When when – I want people who read this to be challenged by that, those notions and be looking it up and studying it and realizing there's really ans- – there are scientific answers for Christians that you can, you can understand and know. You're not, you you don't walk in blind faith. Right. So that, that was the Christian part of it. To do science fiction, I, I really – I wanted to do something that was futurism, a hint of dystopia. This world seems like a perfect world. It's got a very stable government. It's got the people that you know. It's not a uh, apocalyptic. You know, it's just you know. It, it, think of I don't know. I think your uh, Hunger Games. You know, the the central city of Pan Am is you know peaceful, but there's a lot of unfortunate stuff boiling under the surface. That's kind of what I went with for this, and it's not a genre. Right. Dystopia is not a genre that I have ever written before. This was my first approach of it, and it wasn't easy. It really wasn't. But I, when I started working with it, it just it just came. It was it to flow, and it was wonderful.
0: So how did you come up with the characters? I'm I'm interested to know. <laughs>
1: Well, for this one, I was actually challenged by my, my mother and some other people to try and have a book that's lead character was female. A lot of my books, main, the, the main characters are male. So that was actually well, just right off the bat. I decided I want to have a woman be the lead character of this story. And I, I wanted her to be strong, be a, be a good character to, to identify with because though she's she is definitely a strong character, she has weakness and that 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 she has to work through and I named her Anna after a character from the Bible just because and that literally is just part of the book because everybody chooses their own name once you get out of school because you don't have parents, so you pick your name. She picked a Bible name that doesn't seem like a bible name and then now, for her counterpart, <laughs> z is an for your readers, the Z-500 500 and 550 series are androids, robots, that are helpers. Uh, think iRobot, the, the robots that help people, only a little more human-like. They're closer to data from Star Trek than the robot from iRobot. Uh, they have personality. They have emotions. And so, but there's, there's millions of them because they're, they're produced. And so she travels on a small ship doing mineral surveys. With a robot named Z. He's just a Z-550. And I wanted to have him be an interesting character. I wanted him to be the the, the, um, the loyal, loyal to her Hardy, the, the counterpart. And where she's kind of serious, she's focused, she's dedicated, he's a bit of a joker. Uh, I, I kind of put a little more of me in him than I have any other character I've ever written. I love vaudevillian humor. I love old movies and old TV shows. That Z, he loves this stuff. His humor can, can, can curdle milk. He's he's full of puns and really old jokes and gags and and he doesn't care. And he he cares for Anna like a father. He he is very attentive to her. He is dedicated to her. But the one thing that he, the emotion that they cannot program is love. He does not understand that. So he doesn't love her. He just appreciates her, he cares for her and so throughout the book, that's actually what his character was based on for the long hunt, is how he comes to understand what love is, because as a robot, it doesn't compute, and so that was, his character was probably the most fun to write because I could do so much with him and uh, then the, the last main character is Jacques. He is the alien they meet, and his character, uh, I don't know. It was just – he's actually from another book series that I had written or book I had written that I would never published, and I would kind of trashed it. But I liked the character, and so I kind of adopted his character into this story and created him. And uh, he's – I don't want to give too much away because his character and what he is is kind of really important to the story, um, but – his his following and he's the lost <laughs> character see all, uh, of the story being a Christian story you have your Christian which is Anna who is trying to find out if or if not her faith is right but Jaco is not Christian because he's on this moon and he's the one who asks the questions and he learns English through reading in the Bible because as she has one with her and he 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 doesn't know what he's reading. He's just learning words. But as he begins to learn it, he begins to ask questions. So he gets to ask the questions and be the that person to to present stuff in the book that otherwise I couldn't present. Now the bad guys, <laughs> they're they're larger than life. Doctor Sky, he is the million dollar smile, perfect. Um, bred human who leads the sciences and he is uh, the, the the dictator and uh, Jessie, who's the politician she is a vile politician who will do anything anything to get power and that's really the basis of their characters did I miss anybody I'm trying to remember I don't think so so, I mean, those are the
0: main I, I, people, anyway.
1: Yeah. So, what were your thoughts, without
0: spoiling? Um. Well, like I said, very interesting. Um, I've never uh, read anything like it, obviously. Um. So yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I do like the Z character. Um. So, I like what you did with him. But it was different because, um, yes, it's science fiction, so you got to throw some other science fiction things in there. So, a robot makes perfect sense. It's not something that I uh, was thinking that you would have done because, you know, every other story, it's usually another person, another. Person like her or something you know, on the quest with her, so to see that it's you know this robot it's very interesting so it's gratifying yeah
1: i I think Z is going to be a uh, um one of, one of the most popular of the characters because he the humorous characters always are i mean that's just that's just a given in movies books t v shows the comic relief is always a a popular one, but I think Z will resonate with people more than any other character because he's I am more a, about the mission than, uh, than about the faith. Yeah.
0: I am Z, 100%. So you can admit it now. You wrote it based on me. It's okay.
1: I actually started writing this book before I even did their first show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that long ago?
1: Yeah, this this book took me a long time to write. And, you know, I'm I'm, going to tell you that I worked on this book and I've written many books. As you know, I've written many. I've got many that I haven't even published yet that are sitting in a computer and then I got tons of them published. And I never had a book write so easily in my life. As I started working on this one, the characters, the settings, the story, everything just was flowing. And it, it's a long book. I mean, this book is twice the size of any of my other books. It's a long book, and mm-hmm. I never thought I'd write one that long. And uh, over the years, I I tried to get it published. And one of the common things I would get from people, from publishers and agents, was, um, "What's Christian science fiction?" Because they, you know, publishing houses just don't have that as a typical one of their genre. And I actually had a few of them. Some well-known publishing houses who got – I submitted the book, and I got a letter back with it saying, thank you. We really loved it. We don't have any place to publish it, but please try to get this published. It's a really good book. And I'm like, oh, but you like it. You really want to get it published, but you
2: won't do it? Ugh.
1: But I, I, had, I had a lot of encouragement through that, but it needed work. The book needed editing. The book needed a lot of formatting. I mean you just – you want to get it as clean and pristine as possible, but – uh, editing especially something that big is expensive but yet down the road oh, yeah. as i was working on this i got i got uh, money from a friend who gave me just enough unknowingly to edit it the first time around then i uh, was working on it to get it published still having struggles and then i had a friend another friend online who I, I was just mentioning the fact that i have this book i want to publish but i don't feel good enough she came up and said okay let me take a look at it, and then she went through it, and she did a full edit that would have cost me two thousand dollars, and she did it for free because she wanted to. I w- I'm so thankful. She's she's actually in the um, book, in the front acknowledgement says thanking her. You know, as this book yeah. kept going, and then you know. Hand after hand, people were helping me uh, working on it. This book has had more people help work on the refining of it than anything I ever had. And they just came to me. People were just, uh, people not even knowingly were like, okay, I'll do it. You know, I felt God in this because this book. I wanted to get it published. I felt it was there, but I was, I was struggling. But instead of the struggle being me just sitting it down and going around doing nothing, that book just kept going and going from one hand to another being made a little better and a little better and a little better and a lot better. You know, it's been refined to a much prettier, nicer, cleaner book than I I thought I would ever get it to be. And I, I credit that honestly with God's movement in this, because none of my other books have ever had this kind of treatment. And I'm hoping that means it's going to be a smashing success.
0: Well, I hope so. I, I hope it does very well. I don't see why it wouldn't. So it's different. So I'm just hoping that people don't, you know, see that it says, Christian science fiction and people will be like, "Yeah, no. I don't think I'm going to read this. It has to do with religion or something." So I hope people actually look past that and just read the book. Just read it. You'll be
1: uh it'll totally change your mind. So, yeah. That that was one of the goals I had in writing this. Actually, when I before I even first started, when I was thinking about ideas for Christian science fiction was I wanted it to be a story that if you read it regardless of your, your beliefs you would enjoy the story. That when you got done right. with it, you could you could enjoy. It. You don't you don't have to sit there and go, well since I don't believe in the in God, then then I can't understand this nor do I like it. No, no, no. I I wanted this to be in you know thrilling enough that by the end of the book you've enjoyed the book. That that was one of my goals and that I I believe I want to say I achieved that.
0: No, I think you have. So, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. So, I mean, I was privileged enough to, you know, and trusted to get an advanced copy uh, to read it, uh, to see what my thoughts would be when we uh, had the show. So, it worked out. (laughs) So, um, I liked it. So, I mean, I most likely will be pre-ordering it. So, Um, which is another good thing. So, people, you can technically pre-order Remnant right off of uh, Amazon. Uh, You can go to Amazon.com, and you can type in uh, Daniel Payton. You can type in Remnant, or uh, Daniel Payton, I saw, posted the link directly to the page for you to pre-order this book, which doesn't come out until, unfortunately, we have to wait, but it's not that long away. July 16th, the book is going to be released. So uh, yeah, so I know the main focus is this book, getting it out, releasing it, and all that fun stuff. Are is there something else in the works? I just have to ask. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, um, I just finished writing another book. I have an alternate history fantasy series. It's set in, during the Greek and Roman period, about a person named Joshua who is cursed by a genie and goes on a journey that he gains a sword that was made by the god Vulcan and it's a sword that can kill gods and he is destined to literally bring down all the pantheons of the old world because there's a war going on between the gods who want to who want to uh, dominate the human race and the gods that actually care about the humans and the war right. will only end if the destined one is able to slay the leader of this who is raw. But I, I have four books already written in it, and that's the Greek and Roman period of it. Uh, I've gone. I mean, the character's already been to Olympus to fight Zeus himself, and then, uh, then he's going to the Middle East next. But uh, I finished the the uh, Greek and Roman period uh, about two weeks ago. I spent a month working on that book. And I know mm-hmm. I'm not released any of these stories yet. I'm thinking that may be something I'm going to work on soon is, is getting these cleaned up and start working on publishing them because, um, I'd like to get them out there. I think they're, they're a fun, just adventure. There, there's just, there's nothing to say in this. It's just adventure story. Right.
0: Absolutely. And, uh,
1: right. and next month when this book is coming out when remnant comes out, I'm going to be back in Tennessee at Knoxville representing my books and my publishing and all that at uh, the Fanboy Comic-Con in Knoxville for that weekend. And then the very next weekend, I'm going to be in Frankenmuth, Michigan, at the Once Upon a Book, which is a book festival and uh, fair for authors, publishers, and readers who come. And on the the Saturday of that event, we have a big, big, huge book event sale where all the authors get to do book signings and meet their readers. And then in August, I'm going to be back in Nashville for Heroes vs. Villains uh, Fan Fest, which is like a comic-con that's going to be downtown Nashville for two days. It's a big event. So I've got a summer full of running to do to represent all my books, but this one's going Mm -hmm. to be, of course, a major focus because it's coming out right in the middle of all of it.
0: Oh, boy. Busy,
1: busy, busy.
0: So, yeah, you still need to figure out when you're – Going to show up to the New York City Comic Con. So
1: yeah, yeah, that 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 will be one I'm going to look at. <laughs> it's a big one that I, I definitely want to do. I want to spread out a little further. I've done a lot in Tennessee. I'm now getting some in Michigan since I just moved up to Michigan. And if my books take <laughs> off bigger and <laughs> my Nick well, I'm going to. Until- well, yeah. Well, I, there's there's all kinds of them across the New England area. is covered in Comic-Cons and that's just like uh, the West Coast. I mean, all over the country now. But I have uh, I have friends, um, one of my online friends, the person I met in person, uh, Timothy Zahn, who is a prolific writer. And you might recognize his name because back in the 90s, he's the one who basically saved Star Wars. He wrote a series of, of Heir to the Empire for Star Wars that uh, – just was fantastic. And uh, now, I mean, I met him at a Comic-Con a year or so ago, and we've uh, become online friends, and he's all over the place doing Comic-Cons, doing book fairs, everything all over the country. So I'm going to see if I can't follow him one of these days and start learning all these places and doing all these events. There you go. That would be pretty awesome to do. Yep. So,
0: well, I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you were able to tell everyone about this book. I'm glad it's coming out July 16th. So uh, people, need to, uh, yeah, yeah, lady, people need to pre-order that book on Amazon. Uh, the link is in the chat room somewhere, the chat box as I call it. Uh, find it. Maybe Daniel will be nice to uh, repost it because I can't repost anything at this moment. Um, And grab that book. So, yeah.
1: I can't wait for... You there?
0: Hello?
2: Can you hear me, Dan?
1: I can hear you, Sherry.
2: Okay, I can hear you. I I I think it has to do with Brian's internet, so... (laughs) Um, like he was. Oh Look into the chat and see Dan has pasted where he, posted where you can find Lemonin his book. So go to that link right there, and try and find the book and purchase it and read it because it's a great book. Um, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. You know I really appreciate it. You've come on so many times, and we just want to keep hearing from you and hearing about all your books. It's great. We really wish you the best.
1: Thank you. I'm enjoying coming on. This is, this is my first official uh, interview or anything for Remnant, so I'm glad for that. And uh... Step into the world of power,
2: loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chappacasino.com.